Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends, Legends only. only. Your week... <laughs> Keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> your weekly... <laughs> Keep it in, part two. Your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about legends, legends only. only. And today we will be discussing a legend. <laughs> I keep fucking up. <laughs> and today we Girl, find the note. Find the note. Whatever. And today we will be discussing a legend who is underrated, underappreciated, but still very iconic, at least to me. Yes, and, and to, to many the world over. <laughs> and to you. <laughs> and to me. And to gays all around the world. All around Twitter. Today, we will be discussing the legendary... <laughs> We're talking about Heidi Montag. Yeah. <laughs> so get to the point. Here we, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will be discussing Superficial, the album by Heidi Montag, which is celebrating its 10-year anniversary. This month. Yeah. January 2010. If you can believe we kicked off the 10s with Heidi's Superficial, mm-hmm. really setting the bar for what was to come. Yeah. I mean, I'll Do It was my number one most played of what, Like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. When we did our um, Spotify wrapped in red mm-hmm. promo video. Um, yeah, it was like either 2019 or 2017. Heidi Montag, I'll do it with my most played. Not everyone can have can say that they, they have an album that stands the test of time like that. No, they really can't. Some would uh, call it a classic. Some would. That person would be me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So let's take us let's take it back. Let's just go like we did on back. the just like our Britney Bitch podcast. The beginning. That's right. Which, you know, that song plays into her story. Sure does. Laguna Beach. The scene, Laguna Beach. (laughs) 2005. It's like that meme account where it's like, it's 2005. You and your girlies just opened up your new Razor phone and set body language. (laughs) Yeah. 
as your ringback tone. Life is good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sure was, wasn't it? It sure was. Yes, we're going all the way back to uh, a little show called The Hills, which is really how this all kicked off. Yeah, I mean, she made her debut on Laguna. She did. But then she really became a star on The Hills as the villain Mm -hmm. of The Hills. We love a villain. You know what you did. (laughs) During uh, that whole series, Heidi and Spencer became very self-aware. Yes. And Heidi became very preoccupied with the idea of fame and Mm -hmm. superficiality. Uh, They even wrote a book about it, Mm -hmm. How to Be Famous, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they truly are like the most legendary, (laughs) some of the most legendary villains in reality TV history. Yes. They knew exactly what to do and how to manipulate and how to act. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that continued past the hills and went into, um, I'm a celeb, get me out of here. Uh Heidi's memorable crying in the jungle. Mm -hmm. The paparazzi photos. The paparazzi photos. Um, most recently, didn't they do, was it Big Brother or was it, they both went into the house for something. I Wasn't say it Celebrity Big Brother? Celebrity Big Brother as Spidey. Yeah. Yes. You know, they, they love a reality show and they keep us entertained. And so do we. We certainly do. Most recently in the Hills reboot, we have oh, that legendary right. scene where she's talking about her old music, which we're going to continue that conversation today. Yeah. Where she, uh, in her confessional, says, um, I'm really big in the underground gay community. (laughs) I'm really big in the underground gay community. (laughs) Which no one can say it better. She's got a point. She does have a point. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she was Was, and still is the moment. moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. During that time, you know, you might not remember this because, well... It was actually infamous at the time. But this was also the time when Heidi decided to undergo a record, I think, or yeah. 10 surgeries at once in order to create the perfect body. Which I made a gif of this on realitytvgifts.com. I remember this. It's like a, a photo of <laughs> Heidi's face and it just like pops up and it's like Botox, chi- like chi- lift yeah, yeah. injections and it's just popping up. And then I remember there was someone that was like, what do you want for Christmas? And it was like, me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or it's like, Santa, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, this was all happening at the same time as this music career was ramping up. She decided she wanted to get into music. She was making a lot of money from the hills and everything that came with that. So she, she put it into her body. She later says that that was a mistake, That do, especially doing it all at once, that the doctors were like, the doctor should not have been allowed to do that. And that it was a horrifying experience. I bet. I still remember the people spread that showed in depth, like everything she had done and like the before and after shot and everything. And that interview where she's like talking about how big they were. I want them to be like a gene or something like that. Like yeah. it was like a very memorable moment. And that, like, I feel like this doesn't happen anymore in like pop no. culture. Like it was so like trashy. I just think of like Fox early two thousands, like reality TV shows, like that whole culture TMZ. Yeah. Britney scandals. Also people don't really. So like she was bashed back then for getting all the surgeries and it was very negative. And I feel like nowadays when people do that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. people don't really judge it as much. Like they get a lot of backlash if you're rude about someone getting something done. Yeah. It's the culture has definitely shifted. Very different. You know, we look at the appearance of, like, the Kardashians and stuff, and that is, like, sure, they get a lot of backlash, but it's not the same that it was in the 
like 2007. No. At all. But that, at the time, was shocking. She was in the headlines constantly. You know, she was getting up there with Paris Lindsay and Britney as far as, like, she wanted to be up there. She wanted to do that. Yeah, I mean, don't we all? Exactly. So uh, that was all happening. And then we started to get into music. Mm-hmm. Now, now that she had a pile of money, she started to invest in the real deal producers and songwriters. And looking back, it is astonishing what she invested in. She invested essentially in Britney level production, mm-hmm. being a complete outsider of pop, just like buying a Britney album for herself. Which we to have some to of us yes. is honestly a dream come true. Literally what we would do with that check. <laughs> like we have joked before about how I stand queens of pop who are trying to be Britney, mm-hmm. like Trisha, Heidi, Paris, Paris. I have to support because I would do the <laughs> same fucking thing. <laughs> Absolutely. And there was no, uh, there was no subtlety. It was just so clearly an attempt to be on that whole blackout vibe, mm-hmm. which we have to stand. We have to. In fact, her first song that she put out with a video was called blackout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked blackout. Actually. Me too. Um, highly panned. I remember it premiering. Like I remember, like the Perez Hilton post. I remember all of that. Yeah, having to watch it with that fucking watermark and stuff. Uh, fun fact about that song: if you didn't know, Taylor Momsen wrote that at age eight. For some reason, it was published. Got in publishing. She had no idea that Heidi snagged it. And so a year later, someone asked her in an interview, like, why she wrote a song for Heidi Montag. And she's like, I wrote that when I was eight. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Like, had no idea. She was so weirded out by the whole thing, which is even more iconic. So that comes out. She, and I still remember the video. She's in a bikini on the beach. So, you know, the video was very straightforward. It was, you know, Heidi, a day at the beach. Uh, I assume Spencer shot that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Great cinematography, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. (laughs) Just, you know, there wasn't really a plot thought through there. And also it was going to be panned no matter what. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that was blackout. And then we, um, we started to get new songs leaking slash being released, but really they would leak. Like, I feel like a Heidi song always just showed up. I don't think. Well, that was the era of Mm -hmm. leaked songs. Absolutely. Blackout. Britney blackout half of it was out already more of it was out um yeah this was like a way to get press it was was really a song like this was the truly the pinnacle of like invasive like taking songs taking pictures up skirts like just Mm -hmm. driving around in your car with your cd blasting so that rebellion be like oh my god i'm shaking what song is that It was such an iconic era of pop it was. culture. And now it that's is... why all the Gen Z babies make their like TikTok and IG stories of like ra- Motorola razors and stuff like pretending they're in 2007. It's like, sorry, sweetie. Yeah. We lived through that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for that culture. <laughs> I never had a razor. Did you? No, no. I thought from the get go, they looked like they were shitty, like service wise. Yeah. I had the, um. it was like an LG. It, like, the clam. It was like a clam, yeah. but it flipped open and it had two speakers. Okay, and I remember that one. The full keyboard. Yeah. Um, I was just the chocolate. I was the like, sw- it was like the swivel one that opened up. Oh, Like switchblade. Yeah. I never had the, um, what was the other really famous one? The sidekick. The sidekick, right. I never had that one either. That that was like Paris and Lindsay's like, like that is synonymous with them. And mm-hmm. like fighting over sidekick text 
And like those texts leaking. Right. <laughs> I also had one of those um, Cybicos. Do you remember Ooh, that thing? No, no. I don't know what the Cybico is. It was like C-Y-B-I-K-O. And oh, it was no. like this little, like it almost looked like a Game Boy with an antenna. Oh, God. And I, I remember do... you could like text people that were like nearby. And it was so revolutionary. Oh. It's like, I, oh my God. I had a, um, I had an early Blackberry too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I never did that. Yeah. I felt very important. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So we get, at this time, we are starting to get sprinklings of songs beyond Blackout. We get Higher and No More. No More has a very iconic cover, even now on uh, streaming, Mm -hmm. of her weeping on a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, During this time, they would plant stories in the press and then plant paparazzi pictures. Mm -hmm. So, like, when Heidi was sad, I think she was fighting with her mom, I want to say. I thought it was because the album flopped. Oh, it was the album. Right? Like, it wasn't like Heidi Montag spotted crying (laughs) outside after her album flopped or something. Wasn't that the headline? But I don't know if that would make sense for this one because it came out before the album. But maybe maybe she did it multiple times. It's very possible. But I definitely saw something somewhere where it was like... It was, yeah... It was very good. They they put just a chair, like a dining table chair, in the center of a driveway, I think. Yeah. And she's just crying. <laughs> it's candid, though. Her staged paparazzi photos may be on the same level as, like, Courtney Stodden's. Courtney Stodden's pumpkin patch photos, definitely, yes. Like, they have the Christmas tree ones. Yeah. The oh. pumpkin patch ones. That's telling. The crying ones. Yeah. I remember when those pictures came out of her crying and everyone just like, oh no, they didn't was the thing then. And everyone's like, yeah. can you fucking believe this? <laughs> I also love the video. It's one of my favorite gifts to use where she's DJing uh-huh. and like hair flipping uh-huh. and dancing like on the pole. And then she has the he- she has her headphone, which we have on right now. So I'm basically that gif where she's right. like, <laughs> uh, someone listening will know the gif I'm talking about. Okay, so Heidi says, um, when when the pictures came out, uh, let's see. In 2008, she was posing on a chair, but also being cradled by Spencer and just weeping because of negative reviews of the higher video. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> it's so good. You really have to, if you haven't seen them. The photos are great. The photos are so good. The negative press about the video is... <laughs> warranted warranted i mean i stand but like it is she yeah so for the higher video she's also just on the beach in Um, a pink bikini just like running around (laughs) she put her heart and soul into that you could tell Uh, (laughs) so she comes out with no more and she's crying on the chair really quite a moment in pop culture um but she still she soldiers on which is really the takeaway Mm -hmm. just like every great pop artist she (laughs) continued and uh she released actually i think this is very underrated as far as this whole trajectory overdosing Mm -hmm. with her 80s physical music video of her in workout gear yeah that's like actually fun that is a pop star thing and if she wasn't so like mercilessly like dragged in the media i feel like like even now that would have been a little bit more well received there was actual like effort in that. She invested in the music. <laughs> it took her a little while to invest in the videos. I don't know that that moment ever actually came, but yes, this actually probably is her biggest budget video, which is really saying something. Could you imagine if she had 
Trisha Paytas director Ugh. back then. Things would be a lot different, that's yeah. for sure. It would literally it would... ten year re-release of Superficial. <laughs> Overdosing would just be a shot by shot remake of Womanizer at that time. Oh my god. Which would have been great, Legendary. obviously. Yeah, so Overdosing comes out. I feel like the response was equally negative, even though I definitely enjoyed. Um, also from this era is fashion. Uh, unfortunately, an unknown artist named Stephanie Germanata ultimately sang that version on the uh, Sex in the City soundtrack, was it? Or was it just a leak of her demo? I think it was just a leak of her demo. It was just a leak of her demo. Because fashion is written by Gaga and then recorded. This is a place for legends, okay? <laughs> and then it was recorded by Heidi. I'm not sure if Gaga intended for that to happen. Probably not. But written in 2007 for the Sex and the City soundtrack, Red One gave it to Heidi Montag. Her cover was poorly received. So <laughs> Red One released a statement saying, fashion's all about fashion. Oh. <laughs> the concept of fashion was basically, you know, fashion. The concept for the video circus is basically about, you know, a circus. The original version by Gaga was featured on Ugly Betty, however, and Confessions of a Shopaholics soundtrack. And then Spencer Pratt came out <laughs> on record and said... Lady Gaga is repulsive and Heidi's a far more talented artist and her version of fashion kills Lady Gaga's, which, you know, you know, some, <laughs> some of that statement might be true to some people. Mm -hmm. I feel like in that era though, because you know that Lady Gaga loves this shit. Yes. And especially in that era of time, because her whole thing, obviously, the fame. The fame, fashion, and that whole superficial. pop culture, whatever. You yeah. Know, she's a gamer. She watches reality TV. Like, she's... She I loved feel like, that. I feel like Gaga would stand doing a Heidi Montag song. Completely. Right? Definitely. Like, she would look back and be like, that's iconic. Absolutely. I'm sure she has no regrets about that. No. So, I think that was very ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Gaga hasn't really touched that song since, but... <laughs> has she added it to the enigma set list not yet she performed it briefly on monster ball i think once or for a few days and then it was the theme song for fashion star in 2012 with jessica simpson wow a short-lived show there really it's just it, you know it's gone it's it's gone through the years fashion lives on timeless 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 song and then of course we had another leak on the Britney side, and we do discuss this on the Britney podcast uh, called Dramatic. You know, this is, um, <laughs> what do I want to say here? It's so dramatic. <laughs> oh, baby, fuck yeah. <laughs> it is probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes. And that is difficult to get. Not everyone can record <laughs> that. <laughs> There's a reason why it was never released. There was. Britney has no idea it was even released with Heidi, for sure. There's no way she knows that that even happened. Oh, no. Yeah. But the fact that Heidi was able to buy this, <laughs> even though it was never mastered nope. and released. Yeah. 
I mean, can we get her to buy a rebellion? Honestly, is what I want to. She know. probably has it. It's probably in her collection with her crystals. She, of all people, came closest to getting yeah. the original doll demos than anyone else. And who knows what she actually has. So for that, we stand. We do stand. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, that I believe that even got a play on Ryan Seacrest and uh, just just crickets to that. <laughs> C100's got a nice, a, a nice cyst to decease from, from Larry Rudolph and company, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, so that was put the kibosh. Now, at the same time, in fact, even earlier than some of these songs, I think, the first play of Body Language oh. was on Ryan Seacrest, which she, because obviously there was backlash, she pretended that it was a joke song that she didn't mean for it to be representative of her art even though obviously it's one of the best. Exactly. It had the uncredited Spencer Pratt rap verse. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I don't hate it. I love body language. It's well, yeah, but I don't even hate the Spencer rap, but you know what I actually think is the reason it's not on the album. I bet you that sample wasn't cleared. I bet you this, the, well, no, because it is on streaming. Yeah, it's on streaming. But it would not surprise me, given all the theft that she's demonstrated to this point with music, that like maybe they didn't have it at the time or so. I don't know. But that had to be expensive, I think. What's the sample? The um, It samples uh, Yazoo's Situation, which was released in 1982. Oh. It was a number two hit in the UK. It was a hit here. Um, I did not know that. But yeah, it's this... Uh, It's that, that beat, which, and I think it's been in a bunch of other songs too. There's like sampling and yes, actually Legends Only, the Saturdays, If This Is Love and uh, Snoop Dogg's Boom and some other ones and Mm. Body Language. Well, as the years go on, I feel like more songs are just going to be sampled and sampled and sampled. That's true. But she was a pioneer of that. And... (laughs) Now, at this point, so many things had fallen out of the sky that she started lumping them into like EPs, um, including the Wherever I Am EP, uh, which incredibly features a remix with Machine Gun Kelly, who is now like a person (laughs) in like pop culture. But that was probably one of his first gigs ever, which is, you know, I love that, though. I love when there's like a rap verse from somebody who eventually becomes somebody right. on like something hilarious at first. And then they have to look back on their catalog and be like, I mean, oh, lipstick for lu- people like us to bring up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lipstick luxury, Jeffree star, Nicki Minaj. She's got a point. Literally the first feature on, I think like a major label ish situation. I'm Nicki Minaj <laughs> and that's Kesha. <laughs> um, yeah. So she starts putting together EPs. Um, now we're getting, we're getting close to the album release, but before that, we have a performance that really sets the tone for the era. Yeah, this <laughs> is a legendary moment in pop culture. It really, really is. So legendary that we even have the leaked rehearsal footage, mm-hmm. like two takes of it, I think. Yeah. It is uh, nowhere to be found on the internet, <laughs> no. except for here. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was asked to perform at the 2009 Miss Universe pageant. Who Difficult better? to get. Yeah. Performing Body Language. Now to provide the music with her hit single, Body Language, she's a celebrity. Get her out here, Heidi Montag. 
in a knockoff Britney 2000 diamond suit with like random black stripes down the pants. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense. Nope. On this, those were the tearaway marks. Or maybe she was trying oh, no, to have it look a little different than Britney. I don't know, but like everyone who saw it was like, oh, that's yeah, Britney. <laughs> that's Britney. But like, don't you want that outfit? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that was that was a moment. Um, yeah, she comes out and she does choreography. It's a little. You know what? It's better than some of the girls do now. That is true. It is still very awkward giraffe, but it's like... It's a, a routine. It is a routine. She had more steps than than a lot of the girls can handle these days. That is true. Uh, it does not really go over well. Well, I don't know that anyone saw it. No. <laughs> People know that it happened because we bring it up. Wait, yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, definitely look it up. It's... You know, she performs in between them announcing the five million contestants. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, Miss Zimbabwe, Miss Australia. And then doesn't five minutes like, later. Doesn't it cut into the middle of the performance? Uh-huh. Like she's doing body language. She comes out and performs. And then it cuts into like an interlude be- yeah. being like, heroes, all of the queens of yeah. the world. And then it comes back in. Yep. Like they use her instrumental as like the underground music. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of iconic. It is. Someone had to master that. So, exactly. Leak it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she delivers that. Uh, obviously, the anticipation has never been higher for the album. Oh, higher? <laughs> uh, higher. Yes. So, and finally, uh, we we reach the album release date, which happens in January 2010. The album was created with what is widely reported as a $2 million budget. Yeah, which she's talked a lot about since. She has. She's done some some really cool interviews since about didn't she say she went broke because of it she definitely says that every time she says she went broke funding this record she eventually drops it in january and the critical reception or the commercial performance is allegedly uh a thousand copies sold on the first week which is difficult to get not everybody has that which literally that's hard to do that's yeah (laughs) um (laughs) Number 41 on the Heat Seekers albums chart, which means number 141. Um, Which, like... At least it was on a chart. Was it even pushed out, though? Like, I feel like... I also think it was one of the first... Was it even printed? Yeah, like, I feel like it was one of the first digital albums. So, Pioneer, she kind of led the streaming revolution. Right, Beyonce's shaking. Yeah, it did not earn back the $2 million that she spent on the production. Until this week, it will. Until this week. Because you're all going to go and stream gonna it. Go stream it. And then she'll make back <clears throat> everything that she spent 10 exactly. years later. The songs were downloaded 6,000 times during the first week of release with none of them charting. Which, right. and, and, and she says rightfully so that it was due to a lack of promotion, which, you know. We're here to do that now. We're here to do that now. You're yeah, welcome. I see uh, 3,789 reviews on iTunes, two-star average. Okay. Now, okay, for all the joking that we do uh, about everything, mm-hmm. this is not a two-star fucking album. No, That it's is a not. lie. And anyone who listens to pop yeah. would not agree with that. It's true. It's at least a four and a half. It's, well, that's high. But it's, I mean... At least a four, yes, a solid four. Yeah. I will say that the the ratings are just a reflection of who she is and not the music. Right. I really, I don't think it could have been toxic 
which it kind of was because it's Kathy Dennis in a second, and they still would have dragged it. Like true, I think there was no way she's going to get good reviews. But she's also it's not like she's completely innocent by any means. Like she was purposely annoying the shit out of people. Oh yeah, she knew what she was doing. So she was kind of asking for this. Right. All press is good press allegedly, except when it comes to sales, which did not translate. Yeah. But she was definitely, I mean, she was the villain of the show and she was, you know, annoying everyone with her music. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't this like the era of like post stupid girls? Yeah. By pink. Yep. 2006. Yeah. Yep. So most of the media hated on, Absolutely. These types of people. Exactly. Except for us. Exactly. Uh, we were just championing them from below in our closets. Yeah. But <laughs> no, we're, we're out by now, so that we're good. Oh, yeah. I was graduating college yeah. like five months after this came out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, should we go through the album? We sure should. <laughs> the album kicks off with a bang with, look at me, baby, how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, look how I'm doing is incredible. Show stopping. <laughs> Never before done. It's also very hilariously self aware. Yeah. Because that was the other thing that I loved about all of this is that like she was singing as if she was a queen of pop. Yeah. And like on top of the world and like Diamonds for Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean is everyone's fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, well, at least mine. <laughs> Your fantasy, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as we said before in a previous episode. If I was a pop star, I would be BB Rexa. Yes, T Rexa. So yes. if T Rexa had an album, <laughs> the theme of it would be trying to be Britney. Uh, absolutely. And I would look like Trisha Paytas. <laughs> I mean, I see the whole vision. Right, like that's T Rexa. Oh, absolutely. It's Trisha Paytas with red hair. Mm-hmm. Right. Completely. And just being like power bitch moves. <laughs> <laughs> and I would call my debut album Skinny Legends. You have the full marketing strategy for this down. Well. When I'm out of a job. Two million dollars, Kathy Dennis. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay, but if I had oh my god, could you imagine if I had two million dollars? Oh, it I would happen. A pop song? It would absolutely happen. Oh my god. What would I call my first single? I mean Well. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I on the album would be the song, yeah, featuring Paris. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Clown. <laughs> Skinny Legends. Mm-hmm. That would just be all my song titles. It's true. Okay, back to, back to the music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't about me. <laughs> but it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Look How I'm Doing is the one that actually... No, maybe super, Superficial is the one that had the video. Yeah. Yeah. Look How I'm Doing kicks off the album. Great song, written by Kathy Dennis. Now, y'all, that's an actual legend. Mm-hmm. She wrote Toxic, Sweet Dreams, My LAX for Rachel Stevens, which is supposed to be Britney's comeback to um, Cry Me River. Like, she is that pop girl steve morales it's no joke to have these names on her music and it is a britney level record mm-hmm. that's the thing is you could put britney on all these tracks absolutely yeah look how i'm doing it definitely is one of my favorites from the album and it just go- keeps going into turn your head which oh an actual britney song for sure literally blackout era britney i mean if you liked britney jean um, which like isn't that's a choice no, that, that you might have okay, this, that's not what i was where i was going with that <laughs> what i meant to say is like britney jean is not britney mm-hmm. and like neither is this <laughs> right. but like you could just close your eyes and pretend that it is and turn your head yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i've played 
like freaky and I'll do it like out before and people are like, oh my God, I love this Britney song. And, and I'm like, like, I yeah, know, right? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> turn your head totally. Just turn your head. Uh, keep the dance floor lit. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. I Actually, this just makes me want to, I'm going to listen to the record after this again. I just, every time th- that song, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I tweeted last week yeah, I quote retweeted Troy Sivan and it was like, because he had said, yeah, in, this house, in this house, we, we s- don't listen to yeah. anything but pop perfection. Yeah. I was like, me listening to Superficial. But actually. And then you texted me and you were like, oh my God, do you want to do a deep dive? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> the timing, the stars aligned, mm-hmm. pop excellence jumped out. The next song, Fanatic, is the only official single, I believe, from the album. Oh no! Superficial was the superficial, single. and then I think Fanatic was supposed. It was supposed to be, to be single too. That's what the the note was. Yeah, it was supposed to be single too, but shockingly, the reception was not um, positive enough to warrant a second single. But you know, maybe she will release it ten year anniversary. Never know. Fanatic is a bubbly, more like a bubblier. Like it's even more like I don't know how to describe it. It kind of reminds me of. Britney anticipating ish like oops mm-hmm. sound going into like Britney with the electronic yeah bubbly pop yeah even like brave new girlish right he would eventually uh the the producer cool Kojak would eventually reunite with Britney on hold on tight which is a different vibe than this one oh hold on tight spells spelled T I T E yes <laughs> and some additions I'm aware. Yeah, um, so he gave the better Britney song to Heidi. That's fine. Uh, yeah, this is a fun one. Even reminds me of like a bit of like Carly Kiss era bubble pop. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to Superficial itself? The title track herself. The title track. And we actually haven't described the beauty that is the album cover. Oh, we haven't. There are layers to that because, you know, it's a camera lens and it's superficial. So, oh, it is a camera lens? <gasps> oh my God, did you never notice? No. Yeah, that's a camera lens. Oh. And there she is in front of it. You know, it's really just like... I thought it was just a light. You know, we live in a society... Uh, <laughs> Center of attention. <laughs> it's commentary, yeah. You know, it does kind of perfectly encapsulate the album. I'm glad it's called Superficial. It makes total sense. Right, well, that's like... She's coming off of the era of like paparazzi mm-hmm. tmz culture tmz culture which you know people these days frown upon and like yeah hate all of that but it was an aesthetic it was and it was a look and it was an art mm-hmm. and you wanted to be paparazzi yeah 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 my myspace um <laughs> photo shoot who could forget I think it's iconic it is undoubtedly that, so like, that sums up that era it does and this kind of song um certainly Certainly encapsulates the mood of the era. They say I'm superficial. Some call me a bitch. They're just mad because I'm sexy, famous, and rich. I mean, that is the epitome of like what that era was. It was uh-huh. tabloids, TMZ, like reality show overload. It was just you wanted to be seen, MySpace, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say she was the premier archivist of history uh, of this era, but who who else is doing it like Heidi? I don't know. Right. That's a, such a good homage. Yeah. It just, it sounds, just like Blackout sounds, sounds like 2007. This sounds like that era. 
It's a shame it came out in 2010 because looking back, that is insanely delayed for when this album should have come out. Yeah, this is like a 2008. For sure. And it sounds like it. Yeah. Because by 2010, we were getting into Hold It Against Me and that era. Pop changing. Pop was already changing. So even though these songs were probably done two to three years before, it didn't come out until much later when the sound had died down. Who knows how it would have gone if she actually released when it was meant to come out because at this point it does, it is kind of already like a little time capsule. Or if she like released under an alias. Oh yeah. Like a masked singer. Like uh Niles, what's Taylor's? Niles Stroberg. Niles Stroberg. <laughs> or like Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> was just like an avatar. Yeah. Oh, she'd be the Hatsune Miku. Of, it's just me. <laughs> of America. Heidi. <laughs> there's still time <laughs> there's always time <laughs> you're never too old to start a new dream oh, it's so I think true I posted that on my Instagram the other day oh you did so corny but you know what it's true <laughs> now um, the next the next track uh, more is more more milf more oh more milf more. oh my god that's true this is actually shockingly her only it did chart. This song charted uh, number 50 on Billboard's Hot Dance Club songs in July 2009. So wow. give it up for her. She's a charting artist. Steve Morales, LP, the name that's the name of the, um, the artist and songwriter who wrote this. She's actually gone on to do, um, she did Cheers Drink, Drink to That for Loud. Oh, so good. And um, a bunch of, like she's done stuff for Leona and Rita Ora and Cher's Closer to the Truth album. She's part of a, a certain circle of songwriters that uh, do great things. So More Is More, released April 3rd, 2009. You know, it's about going to a club with friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a theme here. Yeah. It's, you know, about like uh, dancing. You know, that this is also her only explicit song, as far as I know. Uh, it's fucking chaos in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, she pushes the envelope in ways other artists are too scared to do. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's very clear. Mm -hmm. The song eventually rose to 27 on the Dance Club songs chart. Wow. You know what? Many do not have that to their name. Melissa Gorka does. Oh, that's true. She also charted. And that is exactly where she ranks, you know, the, the same quality of, like, on display is, was that song. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this song was released a while back, and it was on those EPs that she dropped ahead of the time. So, yeah, we love More Is More. Probably her clubbiest song, too, like as far as the, well, some of them are faster, but I feel yeah. like this is the, clearly it was the most well-received at the club. Yeah, it's interesting that that's the one that charted, because it's not the best on the album. No, it's not. It, presumably, it meant it had to have been played at a club at that time period, and I would have loved to have been there. Somebody had to have pressed play once. Right. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I charted. My first DJ gig. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the next song. She's a standout. Could be a favorite overall, but no, there is one other one. But one more drink. Now. This isn't top three of the album. Yeah. This song, arguably a little problematic lyrically, because <laughs> it's like. I will do things once I am not completely in the right state of mind, but whatever it's, it's her prerogative. Did you know co-written by Dawn of Danny Kane? Wow. Crazy. Yeah. 
And this is after Danny oh, was, yeah. right? It was right after Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yeah. 2008, I think that was. Mm-hmm. Legends only. Legends only. Done with uh, The Runners and Dawn. And God, it's crazy how many names she has on this album. One More Drink is so, so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's about, you know, having a drink and then another. And then she'll be in love. And I'll be in love. I love the one note she hits where it's like, oh. one more drink. <laughs> it's key so change. good. It's a key change. Whoever did that on that, uh, you know, on. <laughs> whoever hit that button. <laughs> whoever hit that button. It's going to be so bad. Okay. You could hear them slide the note up yeah. <laughs> on the audit. Goals. <laughs> Pure pop excellence. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, I mean, if you've made it this far <laughs> into this episode, I feel like you're already in with right, us. Right. But if you only want to give this album just a minute of your time. Yeah. A skim. Start here. Yeah. Honestly. Well, start. Yeah. Like, maybe at least, you know, it, look this how I'm is doing. One of them. But then, yeah. yeah. And then next up, mm. we have um, we have a song called Twisted, which is probably the most angsty on the album. Oh, by far. This is, she's got layers, and one of them is being a rock goddess. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Twisted, I will say seriously, like, I did not expect those vocals. She is yelping. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, she sounds crazy, but, like, it's kind of a serve, like, as far as vocally. Mm-hmm. She's got a message. She has a message. Um, this would sit, easily sit well in uh, Lindsay Lohan's speak. Ooh. Totally. Pop rock. Even Hillary's Hillary's album in two thousand three, yeah, yep, uh, very that, very pop rock, angst, um, electro pop rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, speak is so good. It really is. When are we gonna do that deep dive? Oh, very soon. Two thousand four was it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Almost so in twenty twenty four, we got you. <laughs> almost twenty years of speak. Jesus. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Twisted. I would say is the most surprising song on the album. Yeah. It definitely takes a little twist. It does. Evanescence is shaking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next song up is called Hey Boy. This is not my favorite song. Yeah, no. This is probably the most forgettable. Yeah, it is. But it's still not bad. Yeah. It's interesting how like it takes a little twist Uh, with Twisted. Yeah. Into like a... More angsty-ish Yeah, there's moments. guitars. You know, when, she's taking us on a journey here. Yeah, and then it picks know? back up. It does. But this one's, you know, yeah, she's about, the intermission. There's a boy and she's like, hey. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, that's how you know. <laughs> but uh, then we then we get, I, I think, the most experimental on track nine with My Parade, um, which has like the weirdest... It's not Gwen Stefani, but like. Baychella's shaking. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> it's very interesting how literal she goes with the sounds. Like it's literally a parade. It's sound. literally a parade. Yeah. Like it's very it's experimental. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, she really goes full force with it. It, re- it does remind me of Gwen because it's Hollaback Girl, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know what? If you've got a, a marching band heavy, that's probably at least 500,000 of her budget went to booking a live marching band right. for that. It's very she, like Jonas Brothers pom-pom. Yeah, she she booked them in the studio. And then they went on to do Beychella. <laughs> Literally, Beyonce was listening to this and she was like, mm. you know what? She's got a point. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> that was an awful Beyonce impression. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't hate it though. I don't either. It's like not as, I mean, Hey boy, I'm like, eh. yeah, but this one. Yeah. You know, it's just left lane. It's just, she decided to take a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, with $2 million, you might as well experiment, <laughs> right? Exactly. Take a chance, make a change. <laughs> Go broke. Go broke. And break away. Break the bank. You know, I will say this album is more experimental than Britney Jean. Mm, that's true. So there's that. There is that. Not also very hard to say at all, though. <laughs> Fact. Uh, the next one uh, we talked about, it's Blackout. Incredibly co-penned by Taylor Momsen at age eight. But then I think like brushed off by Kathy Dennis. I still, I, I like this song. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very pleasant. A very sweet, ba- sort of like how I feel about Tila Tequila's. She has... She's dying. <laughs> She's dying. Um, what was it called? Hideaway. Tequila Tequila's Hideaway. I have... Wait, that rings a bell. Well, it should ring a bell. It should be your ringtone. I'm sure for a lot of people listening, it, it was. Tequila Tequila's Hideaway. Let me tell you what. I tried for years to directly contact her. I emailed her from all of the websites I've worked for in the past. She will not give it up. She won't even respond. Of course, now she's like a reformed Nazi nun or whatever. But you know what? At the time, she was a songstress and hideaway. So good. MySpace era. Yeah. I um, Fun fact from college. Um, so I went to college here in New York. And there was a group of my friends that I'm still friends with that my nickname was Tila for the longest time because we were on the sidewalk and we were getting pizza or something. And Tila Tequila was standing on the sidewalk. Oh my God. Right there. Oh my God. And my reaction to seeing her standing there, I was, I just stood there and I was like, Tila. (laughs) And like, I guess I said it in a very exaggerated. I can't um, imagine that at all. What's the word? It's like vocal fry. Yep. Like kind of a way. Yep. And all my friends just busted out laughing. And so they would always joke and be like, Tila. <laughs> wow. And that's my only. Yeah, that was your story. one chance to get hideaway from her, but it's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> we don't stand her anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's, you know, I don't even. She's on a, some kind of a journey. Yeah. But, I don't, I know, don't even feel anything negative to her. I just feel no. bad. I'm, I clearly that's a whole other thing for her. Yeah. Well, anyway, different legend, on. different topic. We're moving on to. What I would say is probably Kyle's favorite from yeah, the album. Well, it is. Um, the numbers have proven it. <laughs> there are there is data. There is to... <laughs> data to this song. Also, though, like whenever I Instagram story the song, people mm-hmm. always respond back and they're like, "This is so good." It's a Britney song. It's a Britney song. It is my favorite track on this album. It yeah. is so good. I mean, and it is. Um, it comes from a place of legends. Uh, songwriter Stacy Barth wrote it, who also wrote Blur for Circus, also wrote Heaven for Cheryl in three words. Uh, Cheers Drink to That, a co-writer on that for Loud. Hummingbird Heartbeat for Teenage Dream. Oh my God, I love Hummingbird Heartbeat. Adore You for Bangers. Brown Skin Girl for Lion King, The Gift. Like she has 
the same person who wrote on Brown Skin Girl wrote I'll Do It. I don't know a more legendary fact. The taste. The taste. The talent. That is incredible to think that (laughs) Beyonce and Heidi Montag have a one degree separation with their songwriters. You know, we call this Legends Only for a reason. We really do. What? That is insane. It's insane. And it probably... I mean, she had to have written this for... I mean, like circus era Britney, right? Like, totally. I feel like this has to be a Britney leftover. Yeah, I think like the lyrics probably got the axe because, of course, there's some really the most. Oh, it's the, not the worst. Oh, not as far as like scandalous, but as far as cheese, like unless they just. I mean, Britney sang Inside Out, and that's disgusting. <clears throat> right, you. <laughs> You're still so opposed to that song. The conservative mommy jumps out when I hear Inside Out. I. Come eat my panties off of me is the Come eat my panties off of me. I think that's the lyric that stands the test of time from this. It album. really does. Um the the chorus, just the whole song. The beat, mm-hmm. the electronicness. Sounds the most Bitch, like I'll a Britney song. Mm-hmm. You know what? Breathy pop at its finest. Truly. There is no irony. I'll do it is just amazing. I remember playing this from friends in college i don't think they liked it but you know uh, well well it's a taste issue there yeah <laughs> but yeah so that that is almost the end of the album but we have one more called love it or leave it <laughs> which i draw comparisons and I, as i did in our confessions deep dive to like it or not by madonna i feel like it's very this is who i am you can like it or not Love right. it or leave it. Like it's her sign off. It's her sign off. Very. Uh, She's like, I'm a singer. I'm a pop star. <laughs> Superficial, rich, famous. Love it or leave it. Literally. She's got a message. She had to say what she had to say. Wait, didn't you say that in the Confessions Deep Dive where I you did. said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was it's like, the same. I, I felt like. like a, um, what's it called? Um, like a. Deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> but you're gonna say like a raven premonition oh no <laughs> you like looked off into the distance well, i'm always looking off into the distance i know that's just gay culture though um i think you know i think it was a confident way to end the album mm-hmm. love it or leave it if you don't get it you don't get it and what a phrase to really sum up this album if you don't get it you don't get it and a lot of people did not get it no <laughs> most did not because but it, they did not buy it on iTunes. We did. We did. So we loved it and did not leave it. I think this has some of the most interesting lyrics on the album. Um, independent women with an eye for the limelight seeking short-term relationship highlights. Not your average housewife. You know what? She's so many points. Sometimes I max out your credit card. Sometimes a lap dance might be in order. Yeah. <laughs> that That is your weekend in a nutshell. It really is. And that is superficial. Mm -hmm. And if you do listen on Spotify, they did tack on body language to the end, which I mean, thankfully, because for some reason it wasn't on the album, which it should have been. Right. But definitely for me, standouts are I'll do it, body language, one more drink. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same for me. Um, This is an album that in retrospect was impossible to conceive that somebody would buy a Britney album essentially for themselves. We have to applaud, applaud, applaud for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think anyone was taking her seriously as a singer or, and like, or should, 
but it's like it is fun pop so right you know if you can get over that then i think you can enjoy the album right like we appreciate our non-singers who just do breathy pop yeah but then we also stand our whitney's and mariah's right there's why, room why not for both all of them there's room for everybody on my ipod says christina aguilera <laughs> <laughs> and it's true you know, if you made it this far and you haven't heard the album, we're very excited for you to hear it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Give and us maybe your it'll thoughts. Chart. Maybe it'll chart. Honestly, just a few streams these days really does it. And if somebody wants to make it a TikTok sound, she actually could chart. Yeah. That's like how things Wait, chart. So does, okay. So if someone makes a TikTok sound, mm-hmm. does that go towards streaming? I think no. I think what happens is that it's popular. Therefore, oh, people want to hear the song. They go and they listen to like it that afterwards. Arizona song that Roxanne, Roxanne. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So then they're like, oh my God, what's that song from TikTok? Mm-hmm. And they go listen to it. Yeah, I'm Got pretty it. sure. Kind of like how I made the song from Peanut Butter Baby Chill Out that I used mm. on Vine. Yes. Take off. Yes. I'm pretty sure that that they, you can license the song for like a snippet, like the record labels do, but I don't think it's chart eligible. I don't. Gotcha. Maybe it is. It's promo. Yeah. Because people, you know, go to, if you look at like the Spotify viral charts, and if you listen through to the choruses of the songs, you'll realize a lot of them are the songs like um, that people use on TikTok. A lot of them. Is Doja Cat still on? Doja Cat says, yeah, say so. It's like all over. And the like, I used to be so beautiful. Now look at me. Oh my God. The tragedy. and The transitions. Didn't Reese Witherspoon do one of those? Yeah, She did that one. Yeah. Yeah. What's another one? But that one just got Mariah a 2020, obsessed. like, yeah, that got a 2020 re- remix, that song. It just was released this week, actually. All right. Well, everyone go um, make a remix to I'll Do It. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Do something clever with Come Eat My Panties Off of Me. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back, it certainly was a um, unfortunate move financially, but it was uh, culturally very rich. Well, hopefully with the Hills reboot mm-hmm. and her spawn con and yeah. their crystal business yeah, and this episode promoting superficial, mm-hmm. she'll finally pay back that debt. I, I hope so. Because, because it's she, what she deserves. It is. No, she won't be doing that with her latest release, which was called Glitter and Glory. She did have a little Christian bop that she released last year. Too. Yeah, that was... You know, we pretend those things don't happen because we need to let them know we don't care about their religious views, but... <laughs> you know she did. unless it's britney singing brightest morning star <laughs> yeah. then we're like oh my god queen of pop you're right yeah she had yeah, heidi had a slight britney jean moment last year but it's she fine. did it's fine we just ignore that and we hope that you know our dreams come true and she s- stays superficial what a time to be alive right <laughs> can you believe it's been 10 years i actually can't that is weird to think about we need to get heidi on this podcast absolutely we need to really talked to her about what really went down behind the scenes while writing the album and what she did to dig into the Britney archives. Right. Like how did you get in the Britney archives? Right. That's Is there what a we vault? really need to know. Is there a Jeffree Star-esque vault of the demos? We should do a Britney unreleased deep dive mm-hmm. and try and get Heidi Montag to come on it. Comment on everyone and be like, oh yeah, I recorded that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do like an original doll. Yeah. Segment. That would and have her talk about dramatic. That would be good. Heidi in Paris. Let's work on it. Let's work on that. All right. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and 
sorry if you were expecting Grammy commentary, but <laughs> well, this basically is. Yeah. This is who would have won Best New Artist for us. Right, Best New Artist 2010. Yeah, Album of the Year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Lana Del Rey just won an award for Album of the Year. Oh, right. So if she didn't, this is our protest. <laughs> this is right. our fight song. <laughs> yeah, Brad will be flying back from LA. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is all for this week. And again, we would like to shout out our patron. No, not patron. <laughs> What's a patron? Isn't a patron like a, a person uh, who, someone who goes who, to a restaurant? Yeah, which is the point of Patreon because it's like they patronize your business. Oh. Yeah, that that's like a play on patron. Oh. That's why. <laughs> you know, that's good branding. It's good branding. Well, <laughs> thank you to our Patreon. <laughs> Legend OnlyFans for all of your support. We appreciate it. We really do. We appreciate everybody who's chipped in and it really goes towards the, um, the hosting and all of the things involved in making this come to be. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Yes. And until next week, we hope that you listen to superficial Mm -hmm. on Spotify. It will chart on the, or buy it on iTunes. Yeah. Or buy it on iTunes. (laughs) And, um, hopefully it charts our impact. Mm -hmm. And until then, We will see you soon. See you soon. We'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. Very. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.